0: You're listening to BAU, Business As Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact.
1: Rogers, Patty, how are
2: you? Good, thanks. Nice to have clear audio this time, but I'm still looking at you in that ship's
1: looking <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> still in port yeah yeah no we're uh we're still grounded aren't we um and we're uh what are we four days away from our um the giant reveal of our roadmap um forward so you know a bit i think it's going to be probably more a game of snakes and ladders than it is a than a clear kind of map uh to get us back to some level of normality but certainly uh yep we're all hanging in here in victoria and i think um you know it's kind of sad in a way that we're actually starting to get used to uh used to this life it is it's it's definitely beaten the Optimus out of me.
2: I used to be like, yeah, we'll be out next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll be out next week. Yeah, that now just I'm like, breaks we'll be be out two years' time. It uh, breaks my heart. Yeah. <laughs> breaks so Optimus has been put in his cage. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I don't really feel like the roadmap's really going to say much at the stage. I don't really see the conviction coming across, but... Let's let optimistic patty out of the cage for one moment and say that we have to move forward and there's only one way through it and that's through it and into it. And I feel like things have changed, at least attitudes. But um, as we all know, we're living with a virus that's constantly changing. Hmm. So is um, popular opinion. So let's hope we can um, try and stay together as much as possible as we get through it and hopefully open up
1: into some sunshine totally and i guess it's you know i think that is kind of part of it i guess the mood lifts as kind of you know summer summer actually comes across and you know i think uh We'll be allowed to have a picnic, which will be which will be nice and but I think it's, you know, kind of the I guess the the kind of the shaping of the of the opinion around some of this in terms of kind of, you know, the the media landscape, et cetera, is really what we'll we'll delve into. Mm. So around kind of, you know, where we were chatting last time was around how personal responsibility needs to kind of actually be part of of today's media landscape.
2: For sure that's where we sort of jumped off last week and I think personal responsibility I've reflected on it a lot around what you are for me in my life things that I've noticed is that you are what you watch it's a funny thing um depending on what you watch is sort of how you how you dream at night what you think and what you reflect on sometimes you need a break and you watch certain things to do certain things but um Yeah, I've noticed in my life, I think we've talked a lot about sort of media is the message Mm. and you can feel that in the way you process the world and sort of the effects that has on your life. But the awareness and the education around, I suppose, that intersection of how you process media, because we've spoken last week about the change of the value proposition between TV versus media of today. It was very sit and take. Mm. Um, and you get what's there. You can maybe surf a couple of channels. Now it's very different where your eyeballs are very much fought for, um, Mm. but you've got to understand that you have value to your eyeballs in a lot of ways and to the data that you're you're generating from that. Um, And then also to the discourse that you add from there is – is a big one because you take those messages away from what you consume um just to disclose i watch a lot of fail videos that's my breakout i I watched like yeah because i used to watch funniest time videos i was chatting to my partner and i was like that's hilarious what i turn to for like junk food Junk food media, junk food media, and it's sport and it's um, yeah, fail or funny, compilate pretty much
1: funniest home videos. I don't know if so. Are you just talking about watching Geelong? So, combining, <laughs> those, combining those two things into one place, yeah, yeah it depends. If you're a Hawthorne supporter,
2: <laughs> definitely that would have been funniest home videos last Friday for anyone listening in from outside of Australia. Um, yeah, Geelong a football club the greatest football club here in in the great <laughs> land down under went
1: went under by melbourne this who even knows? Anyway, anyway, just get, getting yeah. back, getting back on point. Sorry, yeah. sorry for the segue. But I think oh. what's what's interesting about what you're saying there, Pat, is that there's there's dimension to to that. So in terms of what you are, what you watch. So understanding that kind of that there is. Um, so YouTube's a good example of that. So YouTube, you know, if basically it just serves you up more of what it believes you want to watch based off of your past behavior. So the thing that you have to understand in that is that you are actually getting back what you've looked for so you can't really escape that that reality so yes the algorithm is kind of serving you stuff and yes it's making suggestions and editing your choice but you asked for it so you actually you looked for it and then they'll put other things back into your feed based off of that in terms of where it actually goes next now the where it goes next piece is i think the the second part of actually what you're saying is that so in your behavior you have to understand that you're part of this but then in making the choice to click on what's actually served to you, that is a moment in time where you're actually choosing and every time you do click, you're actually influencing what comes next. Getting deeper into the forest of fails.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's maybe the Geelong future. But Mm. the thing that also I want to highlight there is I think you also get typed. Mm. You get typed as a viewer. Yes. Because there's things I don't watch and there's things that you can see the algorithm testing on me to see Mm. if I want to watch that. Um, because I feel like they have typecast my viewing behavior and being like, this will engage them more. Yep. This will engage them more. And you can see that almost cycle through hmm. your feed and it'll disappear. That's type of content. And then it'll come back. Yep. Just because I stick on sports and fails. I yep. get, the get the same thing coming through. Yeah, yep. um, yep. And it'll disappear and then it'll come
1: back. Yeah and it's interesting about then how the ads work for that as well. So yeah. this is this is the the other part of it is that understanding that your eyeballs are actually worth something. But YouTube, and I mean, most, most media, I think, is is like this in terms of kind of your your behavior. There's a there's a response mechanism in terms of that, you know, it's not dissimilar to a, to a rat in a cage in terms of that it's going to give you little nuggets to actually reinforce your behavior, because that's what it's trying to do. But if you haven't really clicked on anything, so this is a really interesting experiment to do, is like, I don't run with a YouTube um, account, um, so whatever I've searched for is broadly what it thinks I'm looking for. It's trying to target, it keeps trying to target, but then... And just scroll through the entire list and click on nothing. And then next time you go into content, you get no ads, right? Because it's actually realizing that, okay, well, we actually got to engage them now. We can't just start with an ad, right? And so there must be something in that. Mm. Again, this kind of what we're unpacking is that, You have to be a bit educated around the media that you're consuming because it's it's broadly free and it's kind of being served to you, but you are the product in that instance. And so therefore you have to have some level of responsibility personally to understand what you're playing with.
2: For sure. You do have to have that level of responsibility, but that I think it's also a privilege to understand what's going on there. Mm. I think we both work in an industry where we understand the messaging and also understand Mm. some of the things that go behind there. But this is something that has just slipped in behind the curtain Mm. and it hasn't been something that's up front. And I suppose this is where we start to talk about responsibility more broadly other than just the individual. Whose responsibility is it to be like, this is what's going on? Uh, people should be educated on how like the mechanics of this, the mechanics of the business <clears> model, <throat> the mechanics of the way that this is being served to you as a free service, supposedly. Yes. Um, who Whose role is it to step in there? So, I was just going to read a definition of responsibility, uh, <laughs> the state or fact of having duty to deal with something or having control over someone. Mm. Mm. Similar similar (laughs) or the state number two the state or fact of being accountable or to blame for something yeah so yeah i suppose this all comes down to my take on that is a lot is how that's governed or how it's set up in each different individual nation i suppose it's how we work with our rules around who's responsible for what
1: yeah, but yet the world wide web and most of our technology companies are, are global and you know i think the the other part of that is starting to think through well what does that actually mean and how do we personify these these companies right because a company by by its very nature is is governed by a constitution and it's governed by a set of set of laws that are actually in enforced and i think in technology i mean you'll hear quite a few commentators talk about this but it's like it's almost like we've created them as because they're so um personal in our lives, we don't necessarily see them the same, so like McDonald's is it the same as Apple, probably not, but yet they are um they're they're ultimately entities, but it's what we actually ascribe to them that is um I think is is a challenge because then it's about the the responsibility that that comes with that um, tends to not be as enforced um, because it's new, it's exciting, it's you know it's free. They're not charging me anything, but yet they're actually influencing the way that you look at the world and what you're actually seeing in your world.
0: You're listening to B A U Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact, and transact. Your hosts, Patrick Beggs of Per Production, a production house that works with organisations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful... Please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations.
2: For sure, and you've hit the nail on the head there. I think they are the same, and they but they do get different, well, because of the old and the new, they get different um, treatment from father and mother, that being the state and the nation who control how corporations act with the people or interact with those people. Um, Ireland's starting to kick up a bit of a stink old island, which has been interesting around trying to hold um, uh, big corporations account. And so there is a pop-up of people or governments trying to sort of treat those big corps a bit similar to how they have treated McDonald's. Hmm. Um, Which will happen. Yeah, which will happen. But then also I think governments also like the cash that comes with it, the job security that comes with it. So Mm. um, then you come back into this loop, this ever-ending loop, is you need people to be educated on what's going on because in the end it is a democracy in most countries Mm. and if not, you've got probably different laws. You've got a different set of laws. So if you're in China around different ways um, corporations can interact with your people and the way that data interacts with that, yada yada that's a whole nother conversation we should just highlight that we're centering this conversation on maybe democracies yep. or said democracies sure. and how they interact with um people and the government yep yeah yeah that's that's the tricky one because then it's like how's the people educated to make those decisions like that's the f- hard bit it's like that's where you either make a decision that everyone has to get that education around how it all works um who's responsible there
1: <laughs> well I mean I think it's 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 the right question to be asking i think it's it's ultimately what what you do see occurring is that um you know the generation that's following is actually educated in these media, and i I think that's that's kind of where you start to understand that they have a very different relationship to it because they have an innate understanding that there's that there's an agenda um and I think that's the most important thing is to not to just look at it as just. Thing and actually hold no view on it. I think it's understanding that you know, it's you know Like if you use like a chainsaw, right? You understand that yes, it's got huge benefits It's kind of you know, it's great for chopping up wood. It's great for kind of you know, fixing your construction mistakes Um, You can do many things with a with a chainsaw, but there's danger yeah right there's something that's actually inherent in it and then when you're operating that you have to understand that there's things like kickback there's things that you know you have to keep the chain sharp you have to kind of keep it maintained and i don't i think that's where the responsibility piece is is really really important at a personal level but that said government stands behind all of that and says to the manufacturers you can't make a chainsaw that doesn't have you know that if it kicks back there has to be something that stops the machine instantly in terms of that blades blade spinning now it wasn't always like that, um, but a lot of people got killed by chainsaws kicking back with no kind of instant stop in terms of like a guard that actually would flick up and stop the chain from spinning. So to me, that's just a helpful analogy for the time that we actually live in, where government is starting to figure out that they have to almost create like they're looking at this now and going, well, this is actually we're starting to understand how this works, and now we actually need to start to look at how we can actually put some ring fencing around it. That ring fencing is never going to be perfect. Um, there's always kind kind of, I think, shared responsibility between government and its constituents to actually help that happen, Mm. right? So, kind of using my chainsaw analogy is that you can have all the safety gear regulated by government and have a manufacturer, but you can still be a complete idiot in terms of how you use it. And Mm. I think that's hopefully the world that we're starting to move into.
2: I think that's a great analogy, but you know how at the start of this conversation, I said that um, Optimistic Pat had been beaten into a cage and Pessimistic Mm. Pat's out and about. Yes, pessimistic pat is my take on that is that um democracy is being weaponized by Mm. by these medias and i think they've been utilized by governments in power to get to power but are only just realizing that they need a
1: safeguard because it's
0: actually
2: taking a (laughs) chainsaw to the very thing yeah.
1: that holds everything up yeah so you're saying scomo's halfway through cutting down a tree and he's yeah. realized he's realized it's, holding up. it's gonna fall on him because yeah. he actually hasn't learned how to use the machine correctly exactly, exactly yeah exactly right and he's realizing he's not actually
2: the only one pulling the trigger on that chainsaw yeah um, i look
1: i i agree with that I, yeah. I i really do but i think the the thing that um i guess i kind of you know um not to be Optimistic, but I think to to kind of just to me, it's that people are understanding it. So I think you know ultimately, democracy is actually it's it's just a simple promise, and it's actually a promise between people who are in a country to allow themselves to be governed, right? So it's kind of that it's representative in that we all have a right to vote. But then I think the thing that's changing is that that dialogue, as we've talked about many times, has actually been split apart. But I do think kind of community norms around kind of, you know, starting to moderate that a little bit, like even with the stuff that's going on around kind of vaccine stuff, I think everyone like is hearing one another. It's not um, at a community level, at least like people who don't want to get vaccinated. I think there's space that people are holding for that, but they're going, well, we're going to have to make some calls around how that actually happens in terms of, but it's, it doesn't feel shouty, angry as much as it perhaps has in the in the past in terms of kind of you know this and and i think that's ultimately because um perhaps it's a lack of leadership but it's not there's not an incendiary leader um i.e kind of trump in the us kind of making those kind of um bold statements and kind of trying to lead um actually dividing a population and i think that's that's the part that um there's no doubt that media has has an agenda in but also i think the very nature of that and their survival they're starting to realize. Oh, hold on a minute. That's not good. That's not good for us either. In terms of kind of how that actually comes through. So a lot of the safeguards in terms of, um, you know, like what Facebook has done um, around kind of you know not actually having an editorial right, which we've touched on before. They're actually stepping in and becoming media they're not governed like that yeah. um but they're certainly starting to behave more like that in terms of that right we actually got to moderate some of this we've actually got to take some of this content down which you you were not seeing previously
2: yeah and that's because that business model has been weaponized to take a chainsaw to democracies <laughs> yeah. and to weaponize yeah, yeah. weaponize democracy and allow uh, i don't know international playing um in other countries with the democracy i think when we really look back from a historical perspective a hundred years from now, we'll see some pretty strange things under the cover when we fully be able to understand what's been played out throughout our time that we've been alive and new media's come mm. through and, and live with us. Because it has definitely changed the way we think, interact and transact like nothing other. Yeah. Um, but one thing I will say to that Facebook moment is, and the youth, I think, the youth, yes, they're very clever and smart and understand the agenda but so vulnerable to the effects of it 100 percent. like the mental health toll on young kids and facebook have just leaked their instagram health report health audit on especially young girls and what it does to their body image and what it does to Mm -hmm. their their self-identity is just horrible like it's a it's a drug like it's a full power drug no
1: it is it is and i think you know there's there's always side effects that, yeah. that come through that aren't necessarily under, understood at the time mm-hmm. um, that they're that they're put in place. Because certainly, you know, like you look at you look all the way through history. I think the thing that I I try to hold on to in those things is that it's it's true exactly what you said. And it is true that it has has this effect. But in knowing that, then people start to make different decisions and different calls and different ways of actually looking looking at the world and starting to make some i guess kind of different assumptions around um their own life and what this actually actually means so the hope is i mean if it continues um unabated and and it's not studied then that's where the real concern is and certainly it has created damage now the question is is who's responsible Mm. and what recourse will actually come through so are we going to end up in a moment in time where for example you know like i mean cigarette companies have been sued through the nose um because they knew the question then becomes about i reckon facebook knew pretty early in terms of actually what they're doing and what's going to happen yeah the study only came out
2: because they're trying to figure out how to get it to an instagram version to kids under 13 yeah that's why they did the study (laughs) good times (laughs) but i think we're hitting some optimistic note but we definitely need And I think governments are realising that the chainsaw once used as a toolkit to get to a means to an end in an election to be able to swing votes may not be the best tool used for the job. Yeah. But it's still a tempting carrot and it still will be used unless it's properly properly put in its box and properly labelled. Yeah. as dangerous goods.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, perhaps. But suppose. then you come up with these free speech things. It's you do it, like it's a super, it's a super tricky space. There's, yeah. there's no doubt. I think the, the thing that, you know, I guess you can only take optimism in life where there's, where there's light. And, and what I mean by that is that things that are hidden in the dark are never any good right they're just they're not in in the long run they become something that kind of that festers and nothing good can come from it but I think as long as there's kind of people are pushing for light that's what I you know that's why I'm a bit more optimistic about the trajectory because I didn't see that for for a long period of time I think people thought that the tech companies were the light that kind of this is going to solve everything and now I think there's people going it's just a tool right it's actually just a thing and it's then about how we actually kind of use that and it becomes more of a question around your own morality and kind of how you view the the world and kind of your responsibility in it, And I think that's, you know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I don't have an answer to that. But okay. I, I think I am optimistic that this swing back to a little bit more of a personal responsibility back and then to a community, you know, may may come, but it might not. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's actually the decision we all face is kind of how do we engage in, in those things, regardless of media, because, you know, you could say the same thing back in the 1900s, everyone had their own newspaper, they did, right, you'd had all of these different perspectives kind of pulled together and everyone like some people believe Believe that you know, like if you look back on the plague in London, some people believed it was being caused by rats, other people believed it was being caused by particular races actually actually being there, and that was all because of the media that they were actually served. But what came out of that was a belief in in medicine, and actually kind of being proved that we all held up. And we we face our own existential challenge Mm -hmm. at the moment around these things. Like whether the earth's flat. Yeah, is the earth flat? But the question of our age is exactly the same. Is climate change happening? It's the same question. Yeah, um, sad
2: that's been the question for a few gents. But.
1: Yeah, but it's the same question yeah. that we're kind of posed with. So I think we all grapple with that. But then what starts to happen is consensus and a way forward starts starts to emerge. Yeah. And people start to take accountability around those things.
2: Well, let me build on a positive a bit optimistic thing on that and i like where you're heading joe really holding the roof of of the forward light and it's great (laughs) to feel that momentum coming through and i think that there is a space for leaders to come through and acknowledge the time that we live and to be able to sort of push forward for that and you can already see that around people getting behind and putting understanding that the individual's eyes attention cash has power in where it stands and what it sits behind And I suppose that, you know, in a true sense of democracy, when you understand that, that's a powerful thing because it's sort of democratizing corporatization in a weird way because it's sort of, there's so much choice. What you spend your money and how you spend your money value-wise, that's what a lot of companies are doing now is value signaling. It's not just price signaling, it's value signaling and it's working so well. Mm. Um, So if they stand true to that and if people can hold them account to that, then maybe that is a way forward
1: hundred percent and i think that's a great place to to leave it is that you know democracy is, is as we've said a few times it, it's a promise between a group of people in terms of how they actually want to live their lives but in that it's not just the power to vote it's actually it's about the power of your understanding that your voice can direct things one way or another and understanding that broadly democracy is about the individual having a little bit of power but that power has to be shared amongst all and i think that's the part that You know, I kind of look at quite often in debate and it's really on all of us to understand that, you know, you you can go in and hammer someone to bits, but why? Right. It's why just make your point and let people actually kind of um, sit and kind of actually hear and kind of debate you right it's not your opinion is not the only opinion mm. in a democracy unless you're running a dictatorship your opinion is one of a million plus people typically who have every just as much right as you do to hold an opinion and you know really you have to listen to it and I think that's the part that we've kind of lost because we've all lived in our own little individual echo mm. chambers that we've created for ourselves but I do think we're starting to get back to some level of you know we actually have to talk about this stuff
2: for sure and listen to it hey
1: Mm. yeah that listening's
2: key it's a good place to leave i think we've gone well nice one
1: (laughs) better than geelong (laughs) Ah. (laughs) all right patty take care of you enjoy Mm. your off season mate (laughs) oh that's true anyway we're back down the rabbit hole (laughs) i'll chat to you next week (laughs)
0: Thank you for listening to BAU Business As Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.